if there is one singular takeaway that we can keep from the Donald Trump presidency, it's this. In the era where there's an abundance of information out there, it is more important than ever that we know who our influencers of information is. You see, a lot of people take the information that they know as just given a common sense. Well, of course, the election was rigged. Well, of course, the liberals were trying to steal the votes. This information was sputed, spurred, and told by a lot of people, including a lot of smart people, over 100 IQ people, on the right side. And increasingly, it was getting hard to understand who actually 100% believe this and who was just spewing it for political gain and to basically sway and stay with their political favor. However, as someone that's listening to this information, as someone that's digesting multiple opinions from people on both sides of the aisle, left and right of the political spectrum, the only way you could really decipher if information was true was to take a step back and really digest where you're getting your information from. And if you notice in your life you're getting it all from very right-leaning, conservative places, then of course you have a gap of knowledge because you're only getting your story from one side. Similarly, if you're only seeing information from a left side point of view, you're only on CNN watching what they're saying, or you're only getting all your information on Facebook, then you have like a massive vulnerability because again, you are only getting your information from one source. And what became more and more clear to me is that with all this information being spewed at me, all of these places and these beliefs that I'm just taking for granted when realistically I'm just hearing it over and over again from different spots and I don't know what is true. It is more important in the year 2021 that we as investors make sure that we know where we are choosing to be brainwashed. Whose opinions are we allowing ourselves to be brainwashed by? Because if I'm you, I would audit the top five places that I'm getting information or news and really understand where the inconsistencies are and ask yourself, are these people really providing me information that's going to benefit me and actually actually generate results? And my strategy has been me going through listing like top five or 10 people who I generally trust to get a certain sort of perspective from. And honestly, it's led me to super great places. I'll give you some examples. One of the names that I said that was realistically really, really doing well and someone that just keeps spewing great information is, ironically, Logan Paul. He's like 25 now, and he's recently made headlines for selling an NFT for $6 million. Just an NFT of himself. He just made a bunch of copies of it, and people have been basically bidding up and buying his own 
digital Pokemon card of himself. And he made $6 million off of it in one day. He's also made a million dollars in one day from just buying Pokemon cards and selling it on his live stream. And he's recently this year as well, lined up a fight with him and Floyd Mayweather. I mean, let's be real. How is all of that even possible? Another one that really helped me this year. When the GameStop hype was at an all-time high, and post after post on Reddit was positive, this thing can't go down, it's going to a thousand, a thousand percent. At that point in time, it was really important for me to hear another side. Who are some strong contrarians? And one of the best sources was that was from a YouTuber named Destiny, a political streamer who consistently is one of the best people at doing research, one of the best people at using professionals and knowledgeable people, understanding their perspectives, deciphering the information that they're giving them, and then able to come to his own logical result. And he was able to interview someone who works within capital markets. And through that interview and him really talking to him, asking him questions about what's going on, I was able to get a very well-rounded perspective on what's really going on with GameStop. And I was able to sell a lot of my investment around $300 the first time that GameStop ran up. And I think one of the most important areas right now of people to really watch, especially if you're an investor, is none other than Gary Vaynerchuk. You see, I've been on record saying that there is a very strong argument to be made that Gary Vee is one of the best investors of our decade, millennium even. He really is. He's been right about Twitter, Facebook, and recently he's gone on record and been historically right about the insanity that's been happening with Pokemon cards and sports cards. But there is one area that my whole choose your own brainwashing theory really makes its lemonade and really makes its money. It's the area of when one of the people who's brainwashing you says something that you just cannot really wrap your head around and you actually like just vehemently disagree. That means that you need to put in a lot of research to understand what's happening to come to a full conclusion. And for me, one of those areas still to this day is NFTs. Stands for non-fungible tokens. Basically, these are digital assets. Now, when I was first hearing NFTs described, people were telling me that there's literally people online right now who are buying digital art for tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars for something that you can literally screenshot on your phone. And basically what an NFT allows you to do is you have the authentic license key basically that says you own this digital art. It's like one of one and is basically verified by the Ethereum platform or basically verified by like the blockchain that says you are the owner of this digital art. And 
you know, with me, you know, my first level of really understanding NFTs and why they're valuable, I'll be honest, I just didn't get it. I'm like, okay, I get that you're the original owner of this digital art. However, let's be real. I could just screenshot it. I could just find the image on Google. This doesn't seem that valuable to me. Similar to Topshot. Topshot is a, you know, the NFT space for basketball highlights, NBA highlights specifically. And you can own a highlight, own an NBA moment for tens and a hundred thousands of dollars right now. You can buy LeBron James' last dunk on that he did on someone for like $10,000 or $100,000. But again, my question is, sure, you own that highlight. If someone wants to watch it, they can go on YouTube and just watch the highlight. They can go on Instagram and just watch the highlight. Why is it so special that you own it? And to really understand this concept and wrap my head around it, a lot of people, you know, were comparing it to NBA cards where it's like, sure, you could print out a picture of an NBA card, but to own the physical card is a whole different thing. It's like a collector's item, but digitally. And still, I wasn't really understanding what people were trying to tell me. However, in the world right now, I think 99% of NFTs are probably going to zero. Right now, $10,000 is probably going to zero. I still don't think a picture of someone digital art is worth a lot. But that 1% of NFTs, I think I truly started understanding the concept. Gamers out there, you'll understand from this. If you played Fortnite at all, you know that skins, that's the costumes that the your player wears when he's going around, you know, you're shooting at people. The skin, the costume that you have, whether it's like the Spider-Man, the Thor, whether that's like a limited release from season two or season three, that skin is literally gold. Matter of fact, there was so much off-market selling of these skins. People were buying them for like 100 to $200 off-market, off the system. But if Fortnite made within the game an actual easy place to trade these skins, easily, some of them would go up to $10,000, $50,000. Hands down for sure. A thousand percent. Fortnite was actually... Um, vehemently, they were trying to discourage all of that off-market selling and banning a lot of people who were buying skins because they didn't want their young, impressionable players of the game to engage in this process because some of them might get scanned by people fake selling skins. But understanding that concept... You really understand why NFTs are so powerful. Because here is a place within the virtual world where a game has made an economy of digital assets that if you were to buy early and if they made an easy way to use that digital asset, boom. You're a hundred thousandaire, a millionaire overnight. And what the Fortnite community 
really, 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 really shown me about digital assets is that there's only one thing that really you need to make a digital asset take off. And that's this. You need to have the ability to flex that purchase. If you got the Fortnite Rolex skin where your guy has a Rolex on his watch and an iced out chain while he's carrying his SMG or AK around trying to get those illims. I'm sorry. If you can flex that in the game and show people that you have that skin that no one else has, that's worth something. And right now in the NFT world, a lot of these assets are missing that little bit of flexibility. You know, it's cool that you have the original Anthony Edwards super dunk on, but where are you flexing that NFT? That's where the real value comes along. The reason why NBA cards are exploding is because it's like art. You have one of 200 of these LeBron James cards that are 10 of 10, perfect quality, only 200 of them in the world, and they stopped printing them at 2003. It's a LeBron James rookie card. That's worth something. You can flex that. And that's the only thing that's missing in the market right now. Another area that I really started understanding, and this is where I think NFTs are going to explode as well, is the network that allows you to actually digitally authenticate that you own something. Imagine this. Tory Lanez recently released an NFT of a song he made. You buy that NFT, you are digitally authenticated on the blockchain that you own that song. And in a world where digital creation is at an all-time high, how much would it be worth to be able to put a Tory Lanez song in your YouTube video and not get that YouTube video taken down? Or what if you're the person that owned We Will, We Will Rock You when it first came out, and from then till now, that song is still getting played on the airways. How much would that royalty, that dividend from that investment be making you today? And Tory Lanez, the artist, he gets to own that quote unquote masters to that song for as long as he really wants to. You see, the more he grows in value as an artist, the more that song does well within the charts, within the mainstream culture, that value of that NFT goes up. And for everyone that owns it, whether he released 10 copies or 100 copies or 1,000 copies of the NFT, for every single person that owns it, it gets more valuable the more people buy it and bid it up. You see, as soon as places like YouTube and Facebook and Twitch, they really start incorporating this NFT software within their network game over because all of these certain digital assets that were once super trademarked like songs is the biggest one i can think of that were once super trademarked now can be digitally authenticated extremely quickly on these platforms there's no risk of monetization strikes and you as a person that bought that nft can actually start monetizing 
owning that digital asset. And now you're seeing the magic. You see, one of the biggest things that has really probably progressed very far is a notion that virtual reality is coming. With coronavirus shutting down the world and people spending more and more time at home, that virtual reality escape, that virtual reality world is ever so closely. And some could argue that we're already living in a virtual world right now. I mean, think about it. How much are you on your phone in a day? How much are you on your computer screen per day? How much does the things that we interact with virtually actually dominate our real lives more and more and more? Now you're seeing the magic. We live in a world where a lot of people would rather have 100,000 Instagram followers than a $50,000 BMW. And think about this, how much would a lot of people pay for that Instagram verification checkmark? I mean, really, that's just a digital verification. But yet a lot of people who have money would be willing to pay just to get that checkmark one time and boost their social media platform. We live in a world where we already intuitively understand the value of digital assets. And I am sure that if you're truly able to dig down, dive into NFTs, understand exclusively where the value is coming from and maybe spend 50 to 100 hours doing research, you'll be able to see that asset super underpriced, has actual viability, actual utility, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be making tens to hundreds of thousands on their right NFT investments. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning.